Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxa. And this portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Colette Vacations, who invites you to join me in March as we fly to South America aboard Lawn Airlines for a fantastic wine and wonders tour of Chile and Argentina. Come on along. To join this trip, call 800-762-5345, or you can go to rudymaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors. Well, today is a special Thanksgiving weekend best-of edition of Rudy Max's World. We're going to bring you some of our very best guests from shows you might have missed, so we won't be taking phone calls live today. I will tell you this first segment that you're listening to now is uh, is current, is not a repeat. And the last uh, segment in this hour, which is my Deal of the Week segment, will have current deals. But the guests you'll hear uh, in segments two, three, and four, not that anybody's really keeping count except me and Jeff the Engineer, um, our best of segments from previous shows. This hour, we're going to talk with uh, Roy Gosselin. He is a South African who now imports South African wines in the United States. I'm going to talk to him about how you tour South African vineyards. Um, then we're going to talk with uh, uh, well, uh, a Peace Corps volunteer, because I, I know a lot of uh, young listeners and, and even retired listeners think about joining the Peace Corps. Uh, uh, Maddie Mahan is in the Peace Corps in Ukraine, and we thought we'd get an on-the-scene report of how she got there, what all is involved in that, and how much she likes it. And also, we're going to talk to Richard Quest of CNN. He, of course, does a weekend travel show on CNN uh, all around the world, and we're going to talk about all the dumb travel mistakes he's made as a travel expert. I could do that as well. But first, let's just check a couple of things that are current in travel right now. Well, if you wonder what kind of impact that engine breakdown at sea on that Carnival cruise ship will have on the company, we can wonder no more. Carnival says its fourth quarter earnings per share will take a 20% hit, and the ship, the Carnival Splendor, will be out of service for two months for repairs. Passengers who had reservations on upcoming cruises aboard the Splendor will get a full refund, air travel costs paid, plus a 25% discount on a future cruise. That ship will return to service uh, January 16th. Here's something you might want to keep in mind if you collect miles on Delta Airlines. From now until the last day of January, you can collect 5,000 bonus miles when you stay at a Marriott hotel in conjunction with a Delta flight. There's no limit to the number of times you can collect these bonus miles, but you got to pre-register at Delta.com. Um you know, security is always a consideration, uh, but I find that travelers often, when they leave home and they leave their familiar surroundings and they're on vacation, uh, sort of forget that the usual rules of being vigilant still apply. Listen to these New York City crime statistics from the Wall Street Journal this summer. In New York City, rape is up 13.3% from 09 to 10. Felony assaults are up 2.4% in the same time period, and robbery is up 2%. Women are often victims of these kind of crimes. And the other day, my producer came across a couple of interesting products that are just going on sale in the U.S. and are aimed at women specifically. They're personal alarms that look like accessories, a keychain decorated in flowers, for example, something you can attach to the side of your purse. It looks like a, almost a piece of jewelry. They're small, and they can be easily carried discreetly. Krista Carr is a director of public relations and marketing for a British company called Isla Security that's introducing these items. Krista, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rudy. 
Let's start with, uh, and I've got them in front of me because my producer, Anna, uh, actually bought these items and said, we've got to get these guys in the show. These are very good for travelers. Uh, let's start with what's called the dusk alarm. It's a, I think it's a, the one I have here is, is it looks like a keychain and it's pink and it's got sort of flowers on one side and solid pink on the other. Uh, describe what it does, will you? So the, the aisle dusk is meant to be a personal alarm that you attach to your keychain or your handbag. And when you pull the alarm, it actually emits a scream. Well, here, we, I, let me tell you, we recorded it. Here's what the scream sounds like. We've, we've dialed it down a bit. Go ahead, Jeff. All right, now, now Krista, that comes out at how many decibels? That's a 300 dB decibels, actually. It's very loud, and you pull the, you just pull the pin and throw it, and it's meant to distract. During times of uh, when you're, when it's attacked or when it feels uncertain, this is a kind of sound that will bring attention to you and distract a, an attacker. And how long will it, the scream go on? The scream will go on for about 20 minutes. Whoa. And yeah. nothing you could, nothing an attacker can do to stop it, right? Nope. Once you pull the pin and throw it, you just run, and there you go. And it goes on for 20 minutes. And I gather the theory behind this is that, that in, in real life, women who have been attacked sometimes can't, they, they lose their voice. I, not just Absolutely. women. I presume some men Ab- do, too. Yes, absolutely. When you um, there is a statistic that that basically most women or any men as well, when attacked, you lose your voice. It's the adrenaline that closes the the throat. So um, this is the idea behind this is to scream for you. What is the Pebble Personal? So the Pebble is uh, an attachment personal alarm for your keychain, and it's also meant to look like another accessory you might have. In you know when you have keychains, you often have lots of different things attached to it, um, and this is just discreet. And you press a button; it's like a surprise. It'll just l- emit an alarm sound as well. So it's very useful. So if you're walking to your car or, or just have it in your hand as you're leaving a restaurant or something, you yes, can just press the button, absolutely. and it's a panic sort of thing. And for folks who are staying in hotel rooms. The Wedge. Oh, the Wedge is really a great new product because it's used. It can be used by anyone when you're either in, in your uh, in a hostel or in a ho- hotel that you feel uncertain about the security there, or even in your dorm room. And you could just stick it under the door. It acts as a doorstop, and at the same time, it's sensitive to any movement. As soon as there's movement at your door, it'll emit an alarm, and it'll wake you up, uh, or at least you know give you time to know that there's someone trying to break in. Now, these products are made by a, a firm that was started in the U.K., and they're called Isla, I-L-A. Is yes. that correct? And that's, that's a, that was a Greek goddess of? It's this, actually the Sanskrit goddess of voice. Ah. Um, and that's the idea they came up about to get this, uh, this name, which is a female goddess, and it's a Sanskrit goddess of voice. And so... it was started by three men, this company. Yes, three men, all with daughters and wives, and uh, they noticed there was a niche in the market. There weren't any in alarms that looked, you know, like fun accessories that were uh, something that you would want to have displayed on the outside rather than something buried down in your handbag. Most alarms don't look uh, very appealing, and these are meant to actually blend in with your accessories, with your handbag, and look just discreet and follow different fashions. So we change the patterns regularly um, and the different styles regularly throughout yeah, the year. It's sort of more natural than walking around with a can of mace in your hand. Yeah, ex- exactly. Absolutely. All right. Now, they're just coming to the United States. I understand in January a large chain, store chain is going to be carrying them? Um, yes, we will be starting in January with uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, right now we're with the uh, several uh, great websites, um, the handpickgiftstore.com and delight.com and the Daily Gromit. 
Yeah, I looked at the site Daily Gromit, G-R-O-M-M-E-T, dailygromit.com, and I thought they had a very, very good display of things. Well, uh, Krista, I I really, uh, speaking as a travel expert uh, and as a father with a daughter and a girlfriend and and granddaughters, for that matter, uh, a little young for this, but someday they'll find this useful, I really appreciate the invention of these items, and I appreciate your taking the time to talk about it with us this weekend. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Krista Carr is a director. Director of Public Relations and Marketing for a British company called ILA, ILA Security, that's introducing these very discreet alarms for women. Stick around, we got Richard Quest coming up next. This is a best of show. Don't miss a word of it. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800 387 8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a rolling stone gather no moss? No moss. You're going to have to trust me on this one. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. An important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me. Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole. Really? Come on, John. you got to keep up. Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. The Center for Disease Control recently reported that one in six people in the U.S. between the ages of 14 and 49 suffer from genital herpes. That's more than 37 million people. Merrick's Pharmaceutical Corporation just introduced the first over-the-counter treatment for genital herpes. It's called Fast Results Genital Herpes Treatment. Fast Results quickly and effectively treats the painful symptoms caused by the genital herpes virus. It provides effective, affordable treatment to people who want a fast-acting, soothing, topical treatment. Fast Results works quickly to relieve pain, burning, and itching. You can buy Fast Results now at CVS and Rite Aid. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. Nice to have you in the world with me today. You know, before the days of airport security, there are those of us who remember those days, I, I prided myself on getting to the airport, oh, you know, about 10 minutes before the plane left the gate. I figured there's no sense in wasting time. Uh, one time I was actually in Wyoming to give a speech, and they got me back to the airport so early. It was like three hours before the flight that I sat down right at the gate, right at the gate in the seat, and started reading a book. And apparently the book was so good that uh, when I looked up a couple hours, a few hours later, I'd found my plane had already boarded and left. And I still make stupid mistakes like that when I travel. Um, my old public radio moniker used to be the Savvy Traveler, and friends uh, who know of my mistakes uh, certainly have a 
a field day uh, with that. But Richard Quest. Now, there is a guy who glides through airports, who glides through life, who never makes a mistake, impeccably dressed, impeccably spoken. He is the anchor of CNN Business Traveler. He's a Brit with a law degree who talks as if he's punching a bag with each word. He exudes urbanity. He'd never sit at a Wyoming airport gate and miss his flight. I thought, until I read a piece he wrote in CNN Traveler magazine recently, and that's why I asked him to join us today. Richard, you make the point early in your article that those of us who travel a lot sometimes sort of look down our noses at the amateurs that surround us and don't know the difference between a non-stuff flight and a direct flight. But then there was a time you showed up at Heathrow a day early for your flight. Oh, it was, and it's not that long ago, Rudy. Uh, It was only a couple of weeks ago. I was on my way to New York. I was flying from Heathrow, and I'd have put money, money, that I was going on Saturday until I turned up at the airport, and I couldn't check in via e-check-in, and I couldn't check in at the kiosk, and then it dawned on me, and sure enough, it was confirmed. I was 24 hours too (laughs) early for the flight, and the extraordinary thing is I had convinced myself that I was on the right date at the right airport. There was another morning, this was a few years ago, I turned up at LaGuardia. I was in a bad mood. It was the first flight of the day. I was going to Kansas City, Missouri. I threw my uh, ticket on the counter, and I said, I'm going to Kansas City, <laughs> and in that sort of arrogant, bad-tempered way that early travelers have. And the woman, the, 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 the check-in woman said, uh, you are Mr. Quest from Newark, and this is LaGuardia. (laughs) And I crumpled like a birthday balloon that's been around midweek. Nearly burst into tears until I... And, and of course, at that point, Rudy, you throw yourself on their mercy. Exactly. It's time to grovel. It is time to grovel. I've done that. When I lived in D.C., of course, we had three airports that served the Washington, D.C. area, and I I, I certainly... I showed up at National, and I was supposed to be at Dulles or Vice... You know, and and, and because I'm experienced... went to Washington State instead of Washington, D.C. once, <laughs> because I was being slovenly in the way. The, the, the list of mistakes that we make, I have left my passport in the back of the seat in front of me. Oh, jeez. That was, now, that was, a, that was a little flight from uh, in Thailand, thank goodness, on a, on a low-cost carrier. Thank goodness the next day's flight was able to bring it back to me. I should have to think what would have happened if it had been on a, a major carrier. Um, I have uh, I, I've, I've obviously turned up at the wrong day. I booked tickets for people to fly on the wrong day. But what's fascinating, I think, about these mistakes that we make is that they're all done with what I call the arrogance of familiarity. Well put. Now, you know your local airport like the back of your hand. And I know that London flights from Newark go from gate 83. They've gone from gate 83. Hang on, hang on. What's Rome doing at gate 83? And where is London actually going from? And now I'm late, and I'm running down the concourse, and I'm hot and sweaty, and suddenly the George Clooney up-in-the-air suaveness has evaporated into basically a shambles. It's hard for me to imagine you in a shambles, seeing you on television as often as I do. But I will say I've done all those things. I've left a passport in a hotel safe in the Caribbean, and when the private, not the private plane, the little commuter plane landed me at the main airport, and the guy said, where's your passport? I mean, I had to get on the plane and go back to the resort. And you say, you've admitted this, that you've turned up at the wrong hotel, the wrong train, even the wrong city. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, these are things that, these are things. um, One night I was going to Paris. 
and uh, I turned up at a hotel to check in. And not only had I, I, I mean, this is even more, this is even more embarrassing. I turned up at a hotel that we'd originally booked in, and then cancelled and gone to somewhere else. <laughs> and the point about it is. Um, it's easy to explain these things away as being just, we're very busy, it's very, life's very hectic, but I do think there is a certain, as I say, arrogance about the familiar traveler. They believe they know what they're doing and how they're doing it and why they're doing it. And we, and, um, I constantly, the worst thing is, I always like to think that I put my passport and my ticket in my back right hand pants pocket. So I'll remember it when I get to the gate. But I don't think I've ever put it there, frankly. It's in every other pocket, as you'll see as I search myself, looking like I'm at customs, <laughs> trying to find these things. We're talking with Richard Quest. He hosts the CNN Business Traveler Show, covered the last uh, presidential election here, if I'm correct, in the United States. Does all kinds of stuff for CNN and mm-hmm. one of the most entertaining news correspondents uh, I enjoy on the network. All right, let, let's flip to the other side. What do you do to try to keep yourself organized when you travel? I think the core point is to have a bag that you travel with and you only travel with that bag so you know where everything is. And for me, it's a mature bag. Um, it's, a, it's a Flight Pro 3, which the flight attendants used to use. And I know in which pocket everything is, from my Bluetooth adapter to where my various phones, my US or my UK phone, uh, everything has got a proper place for it. And I will know immediately if something is out of place. Now, the other thing is I build redundancy into all my travel plans. I've got at least three, I've got two or three telephones. I've got credit cards in various different wallets. I've got, um, I also, of course, ensure that my details, you know, my flight details, my hotel details are in my PDA, they'll be in my BlackBerry, and they'll be so secure, um, they will be stored somewhere on a cloud up in the atmosphere. What? Is this you mentioned something called Life Mesh? Is that what that well, is? Well, Live Mesh, Live Mesh live by mesh. Um, Live Mesh by it's a Microsoft product. Uh, Mac also has a similar one, um, which basically allows you to keep all computers in sync. So wherever I am, I can get information that I need to. Um, it, look, it, this is all designed to recognize that Quest is an idiot, <laughs> and on the way to the airport, providing I've got my one credit card and one passport. I can get on a plane. Everything else, I once flew to, from London to San Francisco without a Palm telephone charger in a day, in a mobile charger, in a day when they weren't very popular. Oh. But, you know, providing you've got just the basics, you can get on the plane and carry on. But it is depressing. When I'm on the M4 out to Heathrow Airport in London, I sit there and I think, what have I forgotten? I've forgotten something. Exactly, exactly. And, and really, as you'll understand, you just hope that when the moment of realization, the Damascus moment arrives, yeah. it's not something crucial or important. When you have to produce it, it's there. Um, yeah, Paul Theroux, the writer, is an old friend of mine, and he once said on, on this show and on other shows I've had him on, that it's when something goes wrong that when you're traveling that you remember that trip. I think that's certainly true. I'll never forget that trip um, to visit Hallmark Cars in Kansas City where I went to the wrong airport. I'll never forget the trip to Bangkok where I left my passport in the back of the, uh, uh, of the seat. Um, I won't forget the trip last week, two weeks ago, back to Montenegro and Athens where I forgot. How, how, how's this for you? I forgot to pack socks. <laughs> no, it's true. How do you forget? I had one pair of socks. Thankfully, it was hot, 
so I was able to just wear sandals. But, you know, those pair of socks got a good rinse out every night in the hotel basin. True confessions from Richard Quest of CNN. Hey, Richard, thanks for taking time out of your uh, weekend to join us here. Appreciate You're it. Very enjoy your stuff. Thanks very much, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> Gee, Richard seems so laid back and calm today, doesn't he? Um, I see Richard Quest a lot on CNN International. If you travel overseas, you do as well. But he also reports for uh, CNN. Um, domestically, covered the last presidential campaign. It was sort of interesting. They sent a, a Brit uh, over here to cover our presidential campaign for CNN in the United States, and I presume CNN as well. He's a correspondent and an anchor. You can see him uh, on CNN Business Traveler, as well as a business show called Quest Means Business. Coming up next, we have a best-selling novelist who's going to talk about the relationship between plot and place. How do authors get you to travel in your mind when you read a book? I mean, is there anything better than coming across a novel? It doesn't even have to be a novel. It could be nonfiction. And you find you're in the hands of an author who describes a place so vividly and with such great detail that you forget where you are and you put yourself in that place and you dream about it and you can't wait to get back to it. We're going to talk with George Dawes Green. His latest book just came out in paperback. It's, by the way, on the bestseller list in the U.K. And... Uh, under consideration for a movie. That book is called Ravens. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. This is my life. I'm what you would call a freshman in life a supplier of fine coffee drinks to those in dire need. I am a driver of an unironic car from the 80s. I've got a girlfriend who is way too cute for me, and two roommates who never seem to go away. My future has very few certainties. You've built a life over the years, but if your identity gets stolen, it's like your life gets stolen. That's why there's Identity Guard, from the company that's already protected over 30 million people you'll get the kind of -of state-of-the-art protection and information that helps you keep track of your identity 24-7. Identity Guard. Keep what's yours, yours. Visit IdentityGuard.com today. That's IdentityGuard.com. This is my life, and nobody is going to take it from me. That's IdentityGuard.com. Your identity is counting on you. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Here he is indeed. Boy, that's an old song. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Nice to have you with us. Nice to have you aboard this weekend. You know, I told you before we went into the commercial break that books that take you out of your life to another place, books that let you travel in your mind, are proof to the power of the writer who creates that reality for you. And when you think about it, place and author are often closely linked. You think of Stephen King, you think of Maine, you think of Isabella Allende, you think of Chile, 
Chile, excuse me. You think of John Grisham, you probably think of Mississippi in the South. Well, best-selling author George Dawes Green is perhaps best known for his thriller The Juror that became a movie starring Demi Moore and Alex Baldwin. Another one of his novels, The Caveman's Valentine, Caveman's Valentine, became a film starring Samuel L. Jackson. His latest novel just came out in paperback, and it's called Raven. It's a terrific thriller set in Georgia. In fact, it's set in George Green's hometown of Brunswick. Uh, it's Ravens, plural. I'm sorry, I said Raven. There's more than one, believe me. Uh, the book's currently a bestseller in England. Stephen King chose it as one of the ten best books of the year when it was published. And while George's other two novels took place in the Northeast, for this one, he returned to his roots. And I want to talk to him about a writer's relationship with a place. Nice to have you on the show, George. Welcome. Hey, Rudy. How are you? Good. First of all, the copy beneath the title of Ravens gives a really big hint to the book's plot. It says, quote, the Boatwrights just won $318 million in the Georgia State Lottery. It's going to be the worst days of their lives, unquote. It actually turns out to be quite a few worst days, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's a nightmare. Um, actually, I got the idea from, from uh, a nightmare. I, um, I, sometimes when I go to sleep, uh, you know, if I go back to sleep early in the morning, I'll just have these incredibly vivid, strange nightmares. And I did that, and I dreamed that I had gone back to my hometown and was visiting some family, um, you know, lost somewhere in Brunswick, and they won the lottery. And I thought it was incumbent upon me to explain to them that they had to give all their money away or they were going to uh, fall into the ravages of hell. And uh, I woke up thinking that, you know, I, I just woke up thinking that I had been this strange, slimy, manipulative creature in the dream. And so I was uh, infuriated with myself, but I was also, uh, I was also uh, elated because I thought that I had found the germ of a, of a novel. Now, your hometown, you could have said it anywhere, couldn't you, really? Why did you return to your roots? Well, um, First of all, the dream was set there, but then uh, I went back and started driving around Brunswick, and I had not done that for years and years, and I just found that it had become this amazing, surreal city. It's like um, one of Italo Calvino's invisible cities. It seems to have, you know, it seems seemed to have gained uh, a life of its own, and, it, you know, it became a... Brunswick has become a strange mix because, of course, it's, you know, it's where people stop when they're coming down south from New York and they're on their way to Florida. So most people just think of it as you know, one of the big exits there. But now there's been a, a huge influx of Mexicans, and they've taken over the jobs in the shrimp factories that uh, used to be held by the blacks. And so there's huge black unemployment. There's a kind of a surreal Mexican community. There's all the boosterism, you know, the, all the, the, the uh, little condo villages that were built out on the, uh, on the edge of town that have gone bankrupt. So they're just, you know, these strange, hyper-modern ghost towns. And in the midst of all that, little chunks of the old beauty of the South would, you know, every, every now and then come gleaming out. I just thought Brunswick was fascinating. How close to reality is your description of uh, Brunswick in Ravens? Well, you know, I'm, I, I, I think I might heighten it a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think I've, I've tried to picture the strange, 
haunted city that I found. And um, you know, I'm you know I'm in love with Brunswick, but it, it was you know it's one of those strange towns that became horrendously ugly. I guess after the 30s and 40s, after they stopped making. Uh, you know, after they stopped building porches in the South, because, because, you know, they invented air conditioning. So everybody in the 30s and 40s, they stopped with porches. They started building little, uh, uh, you know, little places, little patios in the backyard, and they closed off the front yard. And then they, you know, the houses became more and more like bunkers as they went into the ranch house period. And then, uh, you know, along came the condos. And so Brunswick is just just filled with ugliness and strip malls. And you drive around wondering, how could, how could people do this? Because, because then you're, you know, you're driving along in the middle of town and you come to uh, a strip you know, of Victorian elegance that's just gorgeous. We have 30 seconds left, George. I wish we had more. <laughs> Quickly, how has Brunswick reacted to your depiction of, it, of the place? The mayor called me when he heard that the book was going to come out, and he thought, oh, this is great. This means we're going to get a movie down here. And, <laughs> you know, and he was thrilled. He was excited. And then, and then I guess he must have read the book, because I never heard from him after that. <laughs> um, I do get a lot, of, a lot of letters from young Brunswickians right. who, uh, they say that they, said that they love it, and that, and that I've nailed from George, I'm going to have to ring off to you. Listen, George Dawes Green is the author of a thriller, Raven. Pick it up. Fabulous. Nice being with us. Thanks for being with us, George. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do only dogs hear dog whistles? You can enjoy multi-car safety feature and good driver discounts when you switch to GEICO. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. You know Sinus Buster works superbly because you've used it. We know Sinus Buster works superbly because we've tested it. Ours was a rigorous clinical test conducted with sinus sufferers like you. A test that confirmed that Sinus Buster began relieving congestion, pressure, and headache in under a minute. A test that confirmed that all-natural Sinus Buster was safe to use for weeks at a time. So we have the confidence to say the name is Sinus Buster, and it's nothing but relief. This is my life. I am a distributor of portable sanitation devices. Porta-potties. To county fairs, 12K races, construction sites. That's what I do. Porta-potties have put two kids through college... Porta potties kept a roof over our heads, and porta potties paid for two trips for me and my wife to Hawaii. Yep, porta potties. This life of yours, you've built it over the years, brick by brick. And if your identity gets stolen, there goes everything you've worked so hard for. That's why there's Identity Guard, state of the art protection and information against identity theft. And should anything happen, Identity Guard offers $1 million loss reimbursement insurance and a professional response team. Identity Guard. Keep what's yours, yours. That's IdentityGuard.com. This is my life, and nobody's going to take it from me. 
That's IdentityGuard.com. Your identity is counting on you. The Center for Disease Control recently reported that one in six people in the U.S. between the ages of 14 and 49 suffer from genital herpes. That's more than 37 million people. Merrick's Pharmaceutical Corporation just introduced the first over-the-counter treatment for genital herpes. It's called Fast Results Genital Herpes Treatment. Fast Results quickly and effectively treats the painful symptoms caused by the genital herpes virus. It provides effective, affordable treatment to people who want a fast-acting, soothing, topical treatment. Fast Results works quickly to relieve pain, burning, and itching. You can buy Fast Results now at CVS and Rite Aid. AutoZone. Make sure your car starts every time in any weather with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If your battery's more than four years old, have it checked. And if you need a new one, head to AutoZone and pick up a tough, long-lasting Duralast battery. Duralast batteries are engineered to work in extreme conditions, and they're only available at AutoZone. Don't get stranded. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. 43 minutes after the hour, I'm Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Maxa's world, and I'm glad you are. We talk travel all the time. Come on, admit it. You have thought at some point in your life about joining the Peace Corps. Even old former hippies like I am thought about it back in the day. I didn't do it, but Maddie Mahan did. She's a young woman who decided to join the Peace Corps and eventually was assigned to uh, Ukraine in Eastern Europe. And she's joining us just for a few minutes. Maddie, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. Listen, first of all, is it tough to join the Peace Corps? I mean, is this is you know only one out of every 500 applicants accepted? Is this like getting into Harvard or are, are walk-ins welcome? I think that's what they'd have you believe. But to be honest, it's not a very difficult process, but a long process. It takes about nine months from beginning to end. Really? And do you have to have, have a sp- to be really committed. <laughs> and do you have to have a special skill? I mean, do you have to be a? Do you have to be trained as a, with a special skill to be a Peace Corps volunteer? Oh well, it depends. They have all different kinds of assignments, and some people with medical backgrounds or agricultural backgrounds can get specific assignments. But for people like me who went just out of college, a lot of us end up teaching English, which they train you for. And did you know where you would be going when you, went, when you began the process? No, not at all. Um, I actually wanted to go to Africa. You get to put three choices, three places you'd like to be, and then it's sort of up in the air. And I ended up going to Ukraine, so nowhere near my original choice. Let's see, Ukraine is not in Africa, as I recall, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and and how long do you commit to serve when you join? Well, the Peace Corps is a 27-month commitment, three months of training and then two years of actual service. Where do you go for training? Uh, in country. The training is now in country for almost everywhere in the world. It's, it's different for each site, but for Ukraine, at least, we did it in a small village somewhere in the country. And who's training you? Is this, a, is this a school for Peace Corps volunteers, or is this one or two people? <laughs> no, the Peace Corps itself does it. Uh, you have intensive language training for five hours a day, and then if you're a teacher, you go to a school. If you're doing community development, you go to a business in town. And, and your language was Russian, I presume? Yes, yep. In Ukraine, they speak Ukrainian and Russian, and I got assigned to a Russian-speaking section of the country. And did you have any experience with that language? No, none at all. And how did that go, the three months of training? 
<laughs> at the beginning, it's very, very frustrating, um, but it got better. I mean, doing it every day with the same group of people, you saw a lot of progress, and it was actually made you feel like you could learn a new language in a way I didn't think I could, not in three months at least. And is the housing and food generally a reflection of the place you're posted? Yeah, um, that really varies widely um, for people in Peace Corps. For example, I had my own apartment with running water and electricity most of the time, but there are many volunteers in Ukraine who live in tiny homes with no running water, no electricity, no heat. They heat their homes with like a little thing called a pechka, a wood stove. Some of them don't even have windows or doors when they move in. It all really depends. Wow. And and I presume you have a stipend for food and so on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make, they try and have you live like the people in your community live. So you make the equivalent, I did at least, of about $4 a day, which was plenty. I mean, I was able to do all the things I wanted to. And there's not that much to buy. <laughs> right. And you did you eventually leave that smaller town to go to a larger one? Or were you in the small town in Ukraine the whole your whole experience? No. Um, my training site was much smaller than the town I actually ended up in. My training site uh, was very, very tiny. I mean, no stop signs or streetlights or anything. And the town where my original placement was had about 70,000 people, so I was in one of the bigger sites in the country. And did you have colleagues there to hang with? Yeah, I was lucky in that sense. I had an older married couple who were in their 60s who lived a few blocks from me, and they were great because they had been there before and sort of acted like parents to me, showing me around, and we had dinner together, and that was a nice break from everyday work. You're in your 20s, right, Manny? Yeah, yep. Okay. Now, uh, and but but are there places where there might be 50 Peace Corps volunteers in a community? No. Um, they really, in the past, they've tried to dissuade from that because they don't want you just hanging out with a bunch of Americans uh-huh. all the time. Right. But um, in, in Ukraine, they're making it into a bigger site, so there are going to be more people placed together. But that's not really usually the norm. Ukraine is actually the biggest Peace Corps country. Second is the Philippines, I think. Really? I didn't know that. Now, we have 30 se- 20 seconds left. Maddie, so, give, give, me, give me a grade to your experience. Was it an A+, plus, a B+, plus, a C? <laughs> that varied day to day. I would give it probably a B overall. <laughs> some days an A, some days a D. <laughs> so are you glad overall you did it? Yeah, absolutely. It was a great experience. Maddie, thanks for sharing that experience with us. Appreciate it. Thanks for serving over in Ukraine. I'm sure you helped uh, win some hearts and minds for the United States. Thanks, Rudy. Maddie Mann is... Uh, uh, Peace Corps volunteer, was a Peace Corps volunteer. She was taught English in Ukraine. Just wanted to share a little of that experience with us and get you thinking about it if, uh, if Peace Corps is on your mind. Come back for my Deal of the Week. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour. I'm Rudy Max. It's time for our deal of the week. But first, let me tell you that... Uh, Denmark's famed Little Mermaid statue is back on the perch after six months in China. Uh, That landmark left Denmark for the first time 
in its 97-year history uh, in April to become the centerpiece of the Danish Pavilion at the World Expo in Shanghai. Anyway, she's back. Um, the people in Denmark are happy. They were uh, they were a bit uh, peeved that it was going to China. They considered it disrespectful to ship a cultural treasure across the globe as a PR gesture. Well, that uh, happens all the time, although often people pay for it. Uh, the bronze was inspired by the Danish writer Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tale about a mermaid who falls in love with a prince and must wait 300 years to become human. So if you're headed to Copenhagen, the Little Mermaid is back. Well, I mentioned this earlier in the show, but if you're just tuning in, here's something you might want to keep in mind if you collect miles on Delta Airlines. From now until the last day of January, you can collect 5,000 bonus miles when you stay in a Marriott hotel in conjunction with a Delta flight. And there's no limit to the number of times you can collect these bonus miles. That's not bad. You've got till the end of January to fly on Delta, stay at Marriott, and get 5,000 bonus miles on Delta. Not bad. And I also talked about this uh, last week, but it's <clears throat> excuse me, such a great deal. I feel i got to mention it again. British Airways has a subsidiary airline called Open Skies. Not a lot of people know about it. It only flies between or to Paris between New York and Washington. And it's an all-business-class airline. And, you know, in the winter, or excuse me, the, the te- December holidays, business travelers stop traveling to some extent. And so there are business-class sales by airlines, but this one is ridiculous. $1,000 round trip, and that includes taxes and fees. $1,000 round trip in business class to Paris from Washington's Dulles Airport. That's $500 each way, business class. That can normally be a three to $6,000 ticket. Now, you got to know the promo code. You're not going to find this anywhere on the, the airline's site, but you do have to book on their website. Their website is called, called Fly Open Skies, and you need to know this promo code. It's W-A-S-H-P, WASHP 800. I'll repeat that in a minute. you got to book your tickets by December 31st, but get this, you can travel all the way through March 31st. So you have, if you have a yen to go to Paris, you want to fly uh, in a bigger seat, and you can go out of D.C., flyopenskies.com. The code is WASHP, W-A-S-H-P 800. got to book by the end of December, but you can travel through March 31st. Now... Lots of other airlines are jumping on the uh, the bandwagon and trying to offload their business class seats at a deep discount uh, until business travelers return in uh, in January. Some of these seats have got to be bought by November 30th. Others are available for purchase through mid-December. And travel dates and rules vary. But this will get you thinking. United Airlines, Chicago to Paris for $2,100 round trip. Washington, Geneva for $2,150 round trip. Los Angeles, London, $2,500. Uh, round trip. Now, that's United Airlines business class. Here's the deal. You can travel between December 20th and January 13th. So what do you got there? About uh, about a little over three weeks. So you can leave before Christmas, get back by January 13th. You have to stay over a Saturday night, and you got to purchase these tickets 21 days before you travel, and you got to purchase them by December 15th. So even if you can travel through January 13th, you got to buy it by December 15th. Lufthansa, New York to Munich. $1,600 $1,600 round trip in business. Charlotte, Dusseldorf, $2,000. Detroit, Lisbon, $1,800. Seattle, Frankfurt, $2,400. Travel between December 20th and January 12th, one day less than United. Uh, minimum stay, three days, and you got to purchase them again by December 15th, 21 days before you travel. Aer Lingus, the uh, Irish airline, 719 each way from New York or Boston to Dublin or Shannon. 719 each way from New York or Boston to Dublin or Shannon. 
Uh, travel, December 15th through January 7th, so a fairly narrow window there. Uh, advanced purchase, seven days. Minimum stay, three days or a Saturday night. Not bad. Well, you get the idea. Uh, airlines are, are, are putting all their business class seats on sale. Again, these are fares that are normally four, three, four, five, six thousand dollars round trip that you can pick up for twelve hundred or two thousand, or in the case of uh, open skies, uh, one thousand um, dollars. So check the airline that flies to where you want to go in Europe and see if you can take advantage of some of these shockingly low prices for business classes. Now, business class. Now, why is there that Saturday night stayover? Well, to weed out real business travelers who want to get home for the weekend and are willing to pay twice or three times these fares. Uh, that's why they require the Saturday night stayover. You know, business travelers just want to come in during the week and get out before the weekend. So they're going to pay the really high fare. But you now know that if you can stay a Saturday night, or at least three days in some cases, you can travel between uh, roughly mid-December, mid-January um, at incredible rates in business class. So that's my deal of the week, and it's a fairly big one. I, I, this, is, this is really a, uh, the only time of the year this happens at all. So travel safely, have a great business class, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving weekend. I'm so glad you could join me today in Rudy Max's world. Uh, why don't we do it all again next weekend? I'm going to be in London. I'll have some reports from there. Uh, meanwhile, you travel safely, and I hope if you had to travel for Thanksgiving weekend that you drive home safely or take the train or fly and uh, that it's all without incident. I'm Rudy Maxis. See you next weekend in Rudy Maxis' work. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.